Kids These Days. I'm your host, Dr. Beth Trammell. I am a psychologist, the creator of MakeWordsMatterForGood.com, and an associate professor of psychology at Indiana University East, where I'm the director of the Master's in Mental Health Counseling program. I am so excited about today's topic, and I've been talking about restorative practices for a little while now. Um, Just in the last couple of months, I became a trainer of uh, restorative practices, an overarching lens for schools um, and really anyone who works with kids to really focus on relationship and community building and to repair harm. And I just really love everything about restorative practices. One of my favorite parts, gosh, it's so hard to say that because even as I'm saying this out loud, I'm like, yeah, but I really love that part. And I really love that part. And I really love that part of restorative practices too. But anyway, today is about how restorative practice sees fair process. So I work with kids a lot. I work with families a lot. I work with a lot of family dynamics where one person thinks the other person is being unfair. Whether that's the teenager and the parent, whether that is uh, the parent seeing the child doing something that they perceive as unfair, but I work with a lot of situations where it feels unfair. Taken more broadly, I also work in a lot of schools where, you know, certain decisions get made that just frankly don't seem fair to the people who have to implement certain decisions. And so it's become more and more clear to me that this work, specifically fair process within the restorative practices framework, is one of the crucial pieces that need immediate implementation in so many places. So as as you think about what it means to be fair, right? I think about so many eight, nine, and 10-year-olds who are really focused on fairness during that stage of life. I think about some of my uh, kiddos. I have a 13-year-old, a 12-year-old, an eight-year-old, and a five-year-old. And, you know, my now 12-year-old went through such a strong phase of really needing fairness to happen in his life. Otherwise, it was like, yeah, he just he just really needed fairness to happen. And for him, fairness meant he got what he wanted or it was exactly equal. From the restorative practice lens, that is not what fair process is about. And the way we think about it through an RP lens is really more about having people feel like their desires, that their needs matter. And so think about a a situation where you were in a situation that you felt like you were being treated unfairly, right? So a couple of years ago, uh, I went to a conference and I rented a car and I had the car for literally four hours. I mean, I mean, we, we just needed it to get us from the airport to our hotel and then we had kind of a little bit of a break and then we were headed somewhere else. So we, we only had the car for like four hours. So we, I brought it back and, uh, the lady working there was less than pleasant. It was in the afternoon. I had waited for what seemed like forever. And she walked around the car and she said, this mark wasn't there, uh, before. 
and I was like, uh, I don't know. And I made the mistake. Okay. Everybody don't, don't email me with all the errors that I made in this rental experience. I'm trying to make a point here because I know I should have taken pictures of all the, you know, the outside of the car. I should have done a lot of different things. But the point is she was like, well, you have to pay $500 because you didn't get the supplemental insurance through our rental company. And uh, she said, if you would have spent the extra money on getting our insurance, then you would be driving off, you know, the lot right now with, without any problems. I was like, I only had the car for four hours. I didn't feel like I needed to get the extra insurance and pay the extra money. And anyway, she was like, well, sorry, there's nothing I can do. So I'm just going to charge your credit card and we're closing now. <laughs> so it was very unpleasant. I felt very cheated. I felt like it was very unfair. Maybe you can think of an example in your own life where, yeah, just the whole situation was unfair. You were treated poorly. You felt like, gosh, if they would have just been kind or if they would have just explained to me what was going on, I would have been totally fine, right? So through the lens of RP, fair process is not about achieving harmony. It's not that everybody gets what they want. It is about feeling heard and feeling like what you're saying matters, even if you don't get what you want. So through the lens of RP, there are three E's when it comes to fair process. Engagement, explanation, and expectation clarity. So let's start with the first one. When we feel like we are engaged in the process of making decisions, we tend to be more accepting of the decision once it's made. Now, think about some of the decisions that have had to be made in the last year and a half, right? And the pandemic, lots of decisions were made for us where maybe we weren't engaged. Maybe, maybe no one asked us, hey, what do you think? Or what would you like to have happen? When we're engaged in part of the process, it starts to feel easier to swallow whatever the outcome or whatever the decision might be. But it can't just be that they've engaged you, right? Because I have talked to so many folks in the last year and a half that have said, oh yeah, they asked us what we want, but then they just go ahead and make a different decision for whatever they think is the best way, right? That part doesn't feel good. If it's just engagement, we've missed the mark. But if it's engagement plus explanation, and don't forget the last one, but right now we're going to talk about explanation. Explanation is sharing how we came to this decision in whatever way we can do that, right? It doesn't mean you have to tell them all the ins and outs, all the ups and downs, right? Too much information is sometimes not, not better. But if you can explain, hey, look, uh, we took into account your ideas and here are um, here's the summary of what you all have said to us is what you want to have happen, right? So if this is with your kiddos, right? For me, it would be my four kids and saying, okay, we have taken into account that, you know, two of you want to go to, you know, this restaurant for dinner. One of you wants to go to this restaurant and one of you wants to go to this restaurant, 
right? We've asked them where they want to go. We share with them, okay, here's the data. <laughs> I'm a data-driven person. So here is the information you shared. Here is how daddy and I talked about where we're going to go eat for dinner tonight. We were saying, hey, we want to go someplace fast or we want to go someplace where we're going to spend less than $2,000 for a meal of six. Just kidding. It doesn't take that much, but <laughs> explanation is about sharing how you are using the engagement information to move into what expectation clarity is, which is sort of the sharing of uh, kind of the ultimate decision or the ultimate outcome. So after you've done engagement, you've done some explanation, and now expectation clarity is the last part of fair process. So expectation clarity says, okay, so here is the decision, and then here is my expectation for how we're going to move forward, right? So the decision is that we're going to go to this restaurant, and I know that that might make some of you disappointed, but my expectation is that you will still just be grateful that we're going to go out as a family. My decision for um, this week of the schedule, because I'm in charge of my team, is, hey, we're going to meet at two o'clock for an hour. I know that you may not love that, but my expectation is that you'll show up and have a positive attitude about it. Think about how you may have missed any of these steps. If you've ever been uh, kind of told like, oh, well, that's not fair. Or this doesn't seem fair. Maybe take a step back and say, hey, which parts of fair process did I forget? Did I leave out? Did I maybe not spend enough time with? Maybe you didn't engage enough. Maybe you didn't share enough within the explanation, or maybe you didn't share clarity of the expectations that you have. I'd love to know if anyone out there listening is uh, trying to use this. Feel free to reach out, email me. would love to hear any concerns or thoughts or feedback that you have. And as always, I look forward to maybe catching some of you on social media. My Facebook page is MWM with Kids. My website is makewordsmatterforgood.com, and I hope that everyone out there stays well and stays safe. Until next time, y'all. Thanks for listening. Thank you.